Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Culture and welcome back to the Talking Blarney podcast, where we wade through the Blarney to tell you about the real Ireland. My name is Stuart McNamara, and I'm here with the most Australian man I know, Rob Cross. Hey, you absolute wrong ghost, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Terribly offensive, Rob. Terribly. <laughs> I don't know. Most of my knowledge of Australian slang is from Simpsons Memes Group on Facebook. Um, that's basically about it. Yeah, I can imagine that. I think uh, for a lot of people, though, that uh, that one episode of The Simpsons is probably where they get most of their Australian knowledge from. You, you should look up. There's a guy online, I can't remember his name, but he, he does like uh, fake Australian dubs of shows. And he did like an Australian dub of the first half of that Simpsons episode, Bart versus Australia. It's really good. Oh, Look God. up the steamed ham dub, dub as well. It absolutely makes myself pissed myself laughing. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it does. So a fairly quiet week here in Ireland this week, wasn't it? Nothing, nothing crazy. I, I, I don't think it's nice. We, we had a. It looked like there were there was going to be a vaccine shortage, but then we got an extra half a million vaccines, so everything kind of sorted itself out in the space of a day. So that was that was good. That's all we need now is get ourselves vaccinated so we can finally finally go back to a pub. Yes, yeah, do I'm just waiting to that first time we're back in the pub. And I'm just looking up at the bar. And I'm seeing that that uh, white foamy head forming on a nice pint of Guinness. You know, looking forward to that. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're not alcoholics, but, you know, we're kind of starting to scratch our arms <laughs> needing that fix. That's it. That's a get a bit here. I could quit whenever I want, Rob. I just don't want you. Two, there's only really two bottles of whiskey next to where I record this, just, you know, in case of emergency. <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, that's, uh, following up on our episode from last week's do about the right. wrestling, uh, WrestleMania uh, was uh, very enjoyable uh, last week. I'd uh, I, I give it a very good uh, good recommendations to one of the better WrestleManias in a few years. Right. So to start off, we'll do uniquely Irish, which this week we'll be talking about kind of the Irish view of Australia, considering what we're watching uh, for the main part of the show. I think the one main thing we really need to talk about. And this is something that you've definitely watched, Rob, and I know I've watched it, and so have most people in the country. Home and Away <laughs> would be one of them. Yeah. And the other one has gone out of my head, <laughs> as usual. Neighbours, surely. Neighbours, that's the one, yeah. Because uh, I think Ireland has a very weird thing where we basically prop up the Australian soap opera scene. I yeah I don't know if it's as popular even in the UK like um because they they have Hollyoaks and EastEnders and all that but I I don't know but we have like Neighbours is always which is an Australian soap opera along with Home and Away they've always been very popular here like they used to it used to be on after the Simpsons and RTE two um every evening wasn't it Stu Oh yeah and like there'd be reruns all day so if you had a day off school because you were sick. You were probably watching Neighbours or Home and Away. I never really watched that. I never. I always found it boring. I'd always listen to the theme song because I liked it. And then I just be like, oh, I think the other Simpsons is on now on, on Sky One. I'll just flick to that, <laughs> you know? Yeah, but I think I think there is like some statistic out there where like even more Irish people than Australian people watch Home and Away and Neighbours. So it's it's a very strange, huge 
uh, thing over here. And as I said, it's always on. So if you're sick and there's nothing else on television because you're supposed to be in school during the day, you're watching one of the two. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's put on BBC, Steve. I mean, you got Bargain Hunt um, or Holmes Under the Hammer. It's all, all, all good there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Way more exciting. I think it's more when you're stuck with your mommy and she wants to watch it because that's her schedule for the day. That's you have no enough. choice. <laughs> fair enough. That wasn't an issue in my house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, two televisions, Rob, was it? Huh? Y- yes. <laughs> that was oh, very fancy. She wasn't in the house during the day. Oh, all right, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, I suppose the show we watched kind of tells a lot of what we actually know about Australia, which is not much. I mean, uh, a lot of it is dedicated to surfing. We know a lot. or We know that they do a lot of surfing, which, I mean, I guess we do a little bit here. Uh, yeah, we both know. You know, like Dylan. Yeah, we, we both know class. someone who was a bit mad for the old surfing, uh, which I before meeting him, I don't think I really thought of Ireland as a place to surf. Well, I always kind of knew it a bit. You know, it was certainly up the road from Kilkee where I spend, as people know, every summer. Um, Spanish Point and in particular Doolin uh, is a really big surfing spot up there and uh, up up and around Galway as well. You'd get it, too. And I'm, I'm not so sure down the East Coast, I think. I know Tremor, our, our mutual friend, is from there, and he's uh, certainly got his, his start surfing down there. But certainly on the West Coast, in and around Clare and parts of Galway, there there would be a good surfing spots that, that I'm aware of anyway. Oh, I, like, I, I understand that. It's just, you know, you think about Ireland, you think of uh, kind of very calm weather, so you don't get, like, those massive waves that you tend to see on television. I mean, it's, it's mostly like watching movies and shit where people are surfing, and, you know, the waves are, like, 20 foot high, Yeah. whereas here, like, You'll get like the tiny little crashing waves at the at the beach, and that's about it. Unless there's like a massive storm, you have like the Teresa Mannion going like, "Don't take unnecessary journeys." There were people out uh, surfing on Galway Bay. That's, <laughs> that's a yeah, that's like, about no one is, No, no one is going to get outside of Ireland. Just just put into yeah. YouTube like Ireland unnecessary journeys, and you'll see this poor woman then nearly getting blown away by by, by a storm to do a TV bullet. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I mean, you know, we do have a a fair connection to australians considering quite a lot of them are probably irish by uh by ancestry well yeah i mean is you know the, the song the fields of atheroy says you know being sent oh, off yeah, to sure australia plenty of songs about it yeah but yeah you know it was a big thing back in the day australia being the penal colony that it was we uh we were sent there in our droves uh for you know transportation stealing a bit of bread or whatever yeah. yeah transportation for life for a few years yeah we definitely have an affinity with the australians you know they're I think in a lot of ways they are kind of similar to us in the way they act. If you get my meaning, there, I think there is a very, a very similar thing. You know, they'd be uh, one for the drink and they'd be up for the crack. They'd uh, liberal, liberal use of a few swear words. One in particular, which I can't say on this on this show. <laughs> Any yeah. and all swear words, really. You know, we, we both love. That. I, I think it's just a very kind of um, similar kind of acumen that they have. Um, to to Ireland and just kind of a similar, you know, up for a bit of fun. Oh, yeah, definitely. And uh, especially in these modern times, you know, a lot of uh, Irish people during, say, the recession and that have uh, transported themselves over there again. So yeah, a big influx of Irish people going back there recently enough. Yeah, I've, I have several uh, friends and family down down in Australia, um, in you know, Sydney and Brisbane and a few other spots and, and New Zealand as well, for that matter. But um yeah, it's it certainly there's a lot, lot of Irish down there, and it's a very vibrant community. Even like as going back to the day, you know, as Ned Kelly and all the 
Irish people that went over there to um, set things up. But some of my family, I think, went to, I can't remember if it was Australia or New Zealand back in like the early 20th century, um, I think is what it was. So occasionally they come back and it's quite nice. Oh. Apparently one of them played for the All Blacks. I, I'm told I, I've yet, to, Turn I've yet to see any evidence of that. How dare they <laughs> be coming back and playing for a monster? I think he's certainly dead at this point, but <laughs> several, several, several decades, I'd say. Doesn't matter, Rob. But um, anywho. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, you know, like, it's a big thing. I mean, my uh, my parents actually traveled around there for a while. And so, you know, I have loads of photos of them, yeah. you know, telling me stories of barbecues and whatever else you know the the various wild and dangerous animals i think uh steve Irwin would be the the big impact there for us on a yep. discovery showing us all the crazy things that that roam australia oh yeah i mean we just think of it's just full of spiders and dingoes and wallabies and crash bandicoot all, all that good stuff too yeah i mean you know it, it's not untrue but i suppose in the cities yep. it, it's not as bad as maybe the the media makes it look um yeah culture is quite quite good as well like i i'm a fan of a couple of australian bands i mean we, we all need a bit of acdc don't we Stu? oh yeah um absolutely yeah i know crowded house aren't strictly an australian band they had a, two australian members when they first set up i I was a big fan of them and uh a few, a few other ones i i'll uh, hesitate to mention but uh, no good as well as a, as a train fan, there's many nice train journeys there as well. Yeah, I think most of us uh, would like to go to Australia at some point. It's just that 24-hour flight is uh, a bit of a barrier to entry. Yeah. It's kind of a crazy thing to even think of. Yeah, it is, because like for us, the first thing is we really have to get to London Yeah, uh, to fly from there. I think you can, or Paris, I think, is the other option for us. But, uh, you know, either you're going kind of London to Dubai or... Uh, Kuala Lumpur or some Singapore somewhere like that and you, you'll, you'll change planes I mean they they do there is a continuous slide I think they launched a few years back Stu from, from London to Sydney or wherever it is direct so like your plane is in the air for like 25 hours or something like that and I'm thinking Jesus Christ like that's you know that's a bit excessive yeah I mean I, I suppose in one way, fly. This is the perfect time once once everyone's vaccinated to fly to Australia because we're all going to be really used to being locked down in a small room for twenty four hours. Yeah. So uh, I suppose it's not too much True. of an ask to get on a plane and do it that way. But uh, I suppose that the last yeah. big thing that really connects uh, Ireland and Australia is probably the rugby, which yeah, you mentioned a bit about <laughs> the All Blacks there, which aren't. Australian, mm-hmm. but you know, I mean, we have the uh, a ki- a Kiwi New Zealand, yeah. The we have the Lions tour uh, every four years, and that tends to interact with Australia quite a bit. So, you know, like there's a, a healthy rivalry there. I think that and uh, the They're two one of the good teams are yeah. probably the, where the most interaction between Australia are here in Ireland. I think outside of Europe, certainly the, the kind of best teams would be, you know, Argentina, South Africa, New Zealand in particular, but also yeah. Australia would probably be. Would be up there. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I could. I think at the moment, I'd probably say they're definitely about the second best outside of. You know, we're kind of saying like along with along with New Zealand, I, I put them a very close number two there. Uh, worth mentioning as well, Stu. Of course, the Australian football, which is their uh, version, which is sort of like um, kind of like a very aggressive form of soccer, where you're allowed to pick up the ball and it's kind of a slightly rugby ball shaped kind of thing and. There's a lot of fellas from uh, GAA, Gaelic football, generally go down to Australia and play it and, and get quite good at it because it's professional and you can earn a few few quid off it. And we'd be remiss about mentioning um, 
the international rules that we used to have against Australia, which was Gaelic football versus Australian rules football. And, you know, they'd, they'd feel kind of an all-star team. We'd feel an all-star team. We'd have kind of a match and kind of a combination of the two rules together. Like the first half would be with the Gaelic football, second half with the, the AFL football. And, you know, it was, I always really enjoyed watching it because it was quite, was quite aggressive. It was like kind of um, full, full contact um, GAA, if you will, like, because you were basically allowed to batter people. I think they had to stop it in like 2012 or so because there were so many people got sent off in, in that year's one. Uh, it just kind of turned into a massive fight. Ah, but that's half the fun, <laughs> Rob. Definitely give that a look if you want to see something a bit, um, you know, <laughs> a sport, a real sport to put the fear of God into you. Yeah, so we'll jump right in to Foreign Exchange. We watched the first two episodes of it. Uh, I'll just read out a quick IMDb description of the show for anyone who hasn't watched it, although it can be found to watch, shall we say? It's up on YouTube. Like, I mean, I, I don't think there's anything we... It just is. Yeah, I <laughs> mean, the whole, thing the, whole, the, whole episode, the whole season. Uh, I think there's like 23 episodes in total. There was only one season yeah. ever made. So the storyline is Hannah O'Flaherty is a normal 16-year-old girl staying in... O'Keefe's boarding school run by Miss Murphy in Galway, Ireland. One day when Hannah was going down into the basement, she slipped and opened a secret portal to Perth, Australia. On the other side of the portal lives Brett Miller, a typical Aussie teenager who lives with his recently remarried mother, Jackie. Brett gets a job in Hannah's boarding school as a cleaner. Brett's new happy family life, including his new stepdad, Craig, and stepbrother, Wayne, caused problems for him and Hannah. So first off, that's wrong. IMDb is incorrect on that. About, say, I, I, I didn't quite hear that correctly, Stu. I'm just looking here and thinking, I don't know if that sounds right. Yeah, no, because it says that Hannah is the one who opens the portal, but no, unless, does. yeah, un- unless somehow yeah. they made two separate first episodes, one for RTE and one for the Australian company, which wouldn't surprise me, I guess. Yeah, nine, nine. But, uh, well, I think we both watched the Australian one clearly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean that's just so weird that there's a description that says just the exact opposite of what happened. So I, I have to assume that maybe that's the case. Yeah. So I, I were, were we both 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 to watch like different versions of this or something, Stu? Because I, 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 I didn't know there were different versions. I mean, there's very very little information of this online. Um, you know, it was pretty under the radar there was the one season as i said like there's not even trivia on the imdb page i remember this all right come when it came out like i think about 2004 so i I would have been still in primary school but like i probably would have been in about the target the target audience for this i guess but um i i I didn't really watch it too much to, to to be honest um like RT had like a few kind of australian show like kid shows i remember fergus mcphail was another one of those um I used to quite like that one, actually. That was quite good. And a few other ones. But uh, yeah, never never got into this one too much, I have to say. Uh, I certainly remember it because it was like kind of a cool idea, but nah, never, never watched it too much. Yeah, I mean, it seems like they're trying to maybe capitalize on, as as we said before, the, the soap opera scene over here. It's like, well, if the parents love Home and Away and Neighbours, maybe if we had like a kid's soap opera that kind of connected Ireland and, and Australia, we might be able to get them in. And at least they tried, I no, suppose. Clear, clearly, Stu, because the portal goes from Perth to like, uh, it, it's the boarding seals in Galway. I think they, they shot it uh, near enough to Tume, uh, County Galway. If they could just put it like a bit bit further north and come out like in the board, in the school where they filmed Afric, which is pretty much the oh. only Irish kids sitcom we've ever did. <laughs> that would have been something. Uh, yeah, that would have been 
interesting choice. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think this is one of those shows that I, I might actually watch all of the episodes because I'm just curious about the portal itself and how it goes on. And also, I saw a photo where like the Brett character goes like totally in on St. Patrick's Day and he's wearing like a green suit and shit. So I might have oh, to watch have to that. Do that for next year. Um, yeah, we'll have to keep going with these ones. When um, you see like one of these things, like these these portals, I'm always just like, you know, right. There's many kind of unanswered questions in this show because I think like if you could teleport from like Galloway to Perth for some inexplicable reason, surely you could like make money off of it and things like that. Like you could probably, I don't know. My thought is probably like mess with the stock market or something like that. Um, you know, or something like that. <laughs> well, these, these are these are boring ideas that I have. You know, <laughs> you'd be jumping down there to Perth, telling them all to invest in in uh, GameStop stock. Is it? Well, I just think you like because they're so far apart. You, you'd be on you'd be like on a different trading day, and you'd you know be with the Asian market. I don't work in this area, I will say, but like you know, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you could probably make a killing. I don't, I don't think it counts as insider trading. <laughs> they they did kind of address that in the second episode, or maybe the first episode. No, second one. Sorry. Where they, uh, they're like, we could make money having people, you know, take trips down to Australia or to Ireland. It's like, it's a terrible idea because you get caught straight away. Well, yeah, but I'm pretty sure the government would just be there then, just be like, oh, yeah, we're going to use this for. Well, I don't even know what they'd really use it for. Like, is. I don't know if it's ever established in the show because I haven't seen this in ages, but like, is there like a, a worldwide network of it? Can you like dial another portal in another place or is it only between Ireland and Australia, which. Well, Rob, you have to remember, this is like RTE budget with another company. So I don't think they're going to have the budget to be flying all around the world. I'm kind of just like, is this like a Stargate stew where I could like dial another portal, you know, on, on Earth? Could I, I like, I, if I, I doubt it, if I like get this, get the twist the stone in a certain combination and I dial the portal in like Botswana or Hong Kong or something like that. No, I mean, my curiosity is when was the portal built? Because, you know, you kind of see the, the rock that uh, that Brett uses to turn it on and it has like a ke- yeah. kind of Celtic knot on it. But it's like they're both in like fairly like, yeah, they're they're in fairly new houses like in the, the grand scheme of things for like Celtic times. Whereas like, uh, you know, I have that beautiful house by the beach in Australia and then you have this boarding school here. So like it can't be more than like. A hundred years old, if even. Yeah, I I can't imagine. So, like, I, like I presume this is dealt with at some point in the show, or at least an attempt is made at that. Um, but you know, I presume like it's going to be like ah, wizard did it in like something like because it would make sense if it was around the time of the famine. Maybe it was like oh, way to get Irish people out of the country during a bad time. But um, you know. I yeah, but know. as I said, like with the, the with the Celtic knot, it makes it seem like it's even older than that, which would make very little sense. And also would probably be at a time when, you know, the Celts wouldn't have even known Australia existed. Yeah, I don't think they would have. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> Australia has been inhabited for like, what, 40, 50,000 years by you know the ab- Aboriginal peoples of it. But I don't No one was really aware of it until you know, Captain Cook went there. Uh, cer- certainly on our side of the world so i i don't I, I don't know how they'd have that unless it's like you know it's like oh an aboriginal uh magic thing and a celtic magic druid thing is kind of they've come together in a magical way or something like that i I don't know yeah so we'll uh we'll just talk a little bit about the the main cast i suppose so zach garrod plays brett miller who's kind of the the australian main Surfing character dude. yeah i mean you know you get Immediately just, yeah, he's a surfer dude. You know, he has like rip curl or something shirt on. Yeah. 
he has like the the bracelets and the the chain and shit. It's like, yeah, he's just a surfer guy. He does surfing stuff. This uh, is like he's very much like a stereotypical Aussie. Like, I mean, this would be like yeah. having a big redheaded Irish fellow wearing green almost, I I I'd feel. It's like the equivalent of that as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean, he, he did a, a an okay job. I mean, you know, the kid actors, so you can't you can't blame them too much. Uh, he's been in a few interesting stuff. I mean, he, he's been in NCIS Los Angeles. Oh, is he a surfer? And uh, he was Masked Man number 12, according to IMDb. But, you know, he, he's been in various bits. He's been in Home and Away, of course, which is no surprise. Yeah, it doesn't shock me. Then we have, is it Lynn Stiles, who plays Hannah O'Flaherty? She does a decent job, I think. she's. I think she does a better job than Zach does playing Brett. Um, she's a bit of confidence. Don't really recognize her from anything else in Ireland. Has she done anything else? Uh, the only thing she did after that is seven episodes of Fair City, like about one, two years later. And before that, oh, she God. was in a TV miniseries called No Tears. That rings a bell. I don't remember it, but No Tears. I get the impression I've seen that. Let me see. About... Drama based on the Irish blood bank scandal of the 1990s, where it is discovered that women treated with the blood product anti-D in the I 70s have had been contaminated with hepatitis C. I have Jesus seen Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, have I have not heard of that. It's, and um... that is terrifying. Oh no, it's a scandal. It was uh, Michael Noonan the, from Limerick, the TD, is retired now. He was the Minister of Health at the time when it happened. Although it didn't all happen under his watch and it was a big scandal. Like That show actually came out basically around the time at the 2002 uh, election where Michael Noonan was the leader of Fine Gael and like, he was you know, running to le- lead the country. And that apparently had an impact into why Fine Gael lost like 30 seats in that election, had a disaster of an election. Um, so, yeah. It, it, it's in a, it's actually in a book I'm reading at the moment. Um, all, all about it. it comes up in a, his his chapter about Michael Loon, and I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. So yeah, maybe we won't review it for the yeah. podcast. It's quite a harrowing show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it might be more of a report episode so that we can put a bit of a yeah, just not take the piss out of it. Really, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I don't think we should. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, Lynn Styles, she did a fantastic job, really, as Hannah. Um, you know. Good acting, I, I must say, for another kid actor. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then there was one surprise actor that I found in the show that uh, no, I did not I, realize until watching it. it. Robert, yeah, Robert Sheehan. Sheehan. Yeah, who plays, I think, the first McNamara we've had on the show, Cormac McNamara. Your cousin, is it? Uh, well, actually, I do have a, a Cormac who's a cousin of mine. So, But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's like a maybe his, the fourth thing he'd ever did. But, you know, he's gone on to be all over the place. I mean, he was in Misfits. Love Hate as well, uh, and a few other things. Love Hate. He was in the Umbrella Academy. You know, he's he's become probably the biggest deal out of everyone that was on the show, which is no surprise because he's a fantastic actor. Even in that just one episode where he, he's just wandered around with this body heat detector. Yeah, which I don't get, like, his... It can detect people through what wouldn't that like also if there's like a mouse in the wall or something like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it would detect, if there was a boiler on or something, it would detect that. But... Yeah, it, it just like how can you specifically say like body heat is like a it's like a thermal kind of camera thing, but it's like uh, it 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 doesn't have like the goggles. Is that like splinter cell? You know what I mean? Where you have the Sam Fisher has the goggles and he can like see through walls and things like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, look, we're going to have to cut the show some slack. I mean, it clearly wasn't the, the most well written piece 
that know, we've ever found immer, immer, immersion in the, sh- the show lost zero out of ten like come on Orchie, you can do better than this you're letting down nine network here in australia <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean they i mean they had two sorry so i was gonna say they had two helicopters in, in the australian bid i mean Orchie couldn't even get a terminal camera shot <laughs> no no they just had a Three some antennae and a metal detector <laughs> and they weren't like were they even guard cars two of them I were i suppose it's jumping uh, ahead one of them wasn't we'll get but I, I just yeah we'll, we'll get there eventually but uh so yeah the show starts off with brett and he's wandering around what is it his his new step family are moving in yeah and they're stuck in that tiny room even though like all of the exterior shots of the house it's massive yeah I mean, I, I just don't know what they were thinking where it's like, oh, we have no room. There's only like one bedroom for the two boys. And it's like the house looks beautiful and huge from the outside. Like it's hard, like I think there's more like he's always oh, I just have my bedroom up here in this attic, which is like used for storage. And it's like, all right, like I'm pretty sure there's plenty of other space there. Like, is it like a, a reverse TARDIS or something? It's actually smaller on the inside. I mean, it must be because it just it was just such a weird thing that uh they're complaining about this, but showing the the bit one of the biggest houses I've ever seen. Palace, but uh, yeah. So they're storing stuff downstairs in the basement, and then he uses the lovely Celtic rock, opens a nice green gold glowing portal, which brings him to Ireland. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, it just gets creepy from here, doesn't it? I. It's like, okay, did they have to have him effectively pop into existence in the girl showers? Like this is dodgy. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like whatever, wherever the basement portal is on on the Irish side, it must be like in the girls' dormitory because he's like he walks upstairs, he hears some chattering, clearly can't hear the showers that are yeah. going off, and decides I'm going to open this door with all the ladies' voices and showers going off, and it'll be fine. It's just ridiculous. They had to do that. I mean, apparently, you know, it's just like it's just a bit. Yeah, I, I don't I don't like it. I, I just think it's a bit crass and a bit, uh, you know, they're fucking teenagers like Jesus. Like, Yeah, I mean, a bit creepy. But uh, yeah, so we find out it's, it's O'Keefe's College in Galway, which doesn't exist. I mean, I'm sure the building exists. I'm sure the building exists. It does. It's an old house. But uh, I don't know house. where. Uh, Castle Hackett House near Tume. Uh, is is where it is. Um, oh right, yeah, yeah. I think it's an old kind of country house that has been. Ter- I think it's a, used as an Irish college. Um, stand to be corrected on it. I don't think it's actually used as a school per se. There is no O'Keefe's College, but uh, you know it's kind of it's modelled on sort of an Irish um uh Irish kind of boarding school out out in the country like that. It it, it looks roughly in place, you know, kind of like a, f- a few spots that uh we we talked about before. I think in in um Handsome Devil. It, it, it yeah. kind of be a school like that, really. So the kind of vibe I guess. Yeah, but I mean, it must be a very fancy school because they do beekeeping. I've heard of schools doing like private schools like that doing it. Yeah, so I I don't think it's a million miles away from the truth. Um, I remember my old secondary school. Someone like vandalized the the Wikipedia page one day and said that we head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, everyone. 
I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. We, we, we kept bees and sold our own organic honey, which is, I that's just not true. And apparently, it's, apparently <laughs> it stayed up there for years, like to the point where so my first year like asked me that, but he's like, no, mate, that's that's not true at all. Where are you getting that from? It's up on the Wikipedia page. I was like, that's still up there. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I have heard of schools in Ireland doing that. I think the, there's a horticultural college in Tipperary, I think, that does it. Well, sure, yeah. a place like that probably would, but it's just, it was such a strange thing. And uh, it just made me laugh because the only thing I could think of was just having it cross over with Wild Mountain Time. And, you know, they're looking for that. They're looking for that escaped criminal. And it's just your man running into Buzz. the beehives, trying to be one of the bees. <laughs> just like him buzzing. Just... <laughs> it's Jamie Doran. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, if, if they... that would have been the only way to make the episode better. Well, I mean, if I was him there, he'd definitely get arrested for wandering around the showers. Oh, you had to cut that for, for, yeah. for libel reasons. <laughs> No, no, it'd be fine. But, you know, like it was just even like the, the plot of the episode was so random with like because they they call the guards on him for wandering into the girl's showers. But then there's also an escaped criminal from down the way in some uh, detention facility. Yeah. And that's kind of how he, he gets away with it. Yeah, fair enough. So, I mean, I maybe ringing the guards is a little bit excessive, but I think because they go, oh, it wasn't one of the boys here. So then they're like, oh, it's some other random or something like that. So yeah, but I did love the uh, the Grand Irish. You know, we need to find this lad. What are we going to do? Everyone get a stick and poke into the bushes where he clearly cannot be. Like they were just hitting weeds. Like it yeah. was hilarious. Like the the best bit is like when the the guards come up and it's like these old cranky guards from out in the country. So I said that looks offensive. Like they're wearing like the full old fashioned guard uniform, like not the high vis jackets. You like they're wearing the formal kind of one they'd wear to a goddamn oh, yeah. parade and they're just there looking cranky old lads with the big sticks it's like yeah that's a country guard now still that's the kind of one you wouldn't want to mess with um and they're like going like kind of you know single file across like walking slowly through poking the ground isn't that like normally what they do when there's like a missing person and they realize it's they're not going to find them alive and they're looking for a body so i'm like what the fuck yeah that's that's why i thought it was weird yeah. just like you know poking around in the weeds where, you know, you'd see someone in this situation, especially if it was someone just hiding. But yeah, I didn't recognize those Garda cars. And that might just be, you know, my save-like head forgetting. Um, but... One of them wasn't a Garda car. I presume it was like a detective car, but like the sirens. The oh, sirens I know, but you know, they just well. had like the, the high-vis, they just had like the high-vis strip and a little Garda symbol on the door. But I don't remember that type of Garda car ever being they around. They did have them back in the day. Yeah, I don't know what, exact ones they use now i think it might be ford monday or something like that but no I, i've certainly seen like toyota ones like that before it it, it didn't look out of place to me entirely but i think that they weren't real guard cars i think they kind of just made them look like it's so fair fair enough like yeah um and then of course it's actually that they catch your man for some reason he like there is an actual escaped guy around the place yeah. and they gave him a beekeeper uniform 
that Brett was supposed to wear to sneak back into the school for the portal and then they catch him. I mean, it was weird. Yeah, I, I presume that's going to be a plot device later in the show. I don't yeah. know, but uh, maybe we'll find out someday. someday. Uh, yeah, then obviously he runs into uh, Hannah, who's off to her own devices, it seems, kind of just... She's in the kind of chemistry or something like that, isn't she? In like a shed. No, that 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 was honey. Oh, sorry. That sorry, that makes a lot more sense actually. I thought she was just doing a chemistry thing experiment there on her own. But that actually makes a lot more sense. No, that was just jars of honey, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I I had the I thought like, why is she doing a, a science experiment there on her own? That doesn't make any goddamn sense. I mean, she's right next to like a, a, a beehive and that was like oh it was honey the whole time rob it's like oh that makes a lot more sense yeah okay <laughs> never mind <laughs> yeah so hannah helps brett get back to the portal then and uh, i think one of the funnier parts is all the while like back in australia his parents are like trying to break down the door because they think he's like hurt himself or something because yeah. he's gone quite lackadaisical like i don't know if there's like a time difference between like you traveling through the portal as time passed the same way or something like, you know and Digimon, it's like a minute in the real world is like a day in the digital world. I, I I don't believe so. I think it's just whatever time of day it is. Yeah. So were they just trying to kick down the door for like an hour or two? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really establish it well because when he gets back, it's nighttime in Australia, and it's like I, I'd need you to look it up, but I think it would have always been nighttime in Australia when it's like the middle of the day in Ireland. Um, let's find out. Perth is where he is, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, time difference. But I, I can't imagine that they're not I'm pr- I think kind it's, of on the opposite schedule to us. I think it's gotta be at least like nine, ten out. Perth is on that side of us. It might be more. I don't know. Um, time difference. The first thing that popped up was time difference Ireland and Australia. So there we clear, clearly we're not the only <laughs> Perfect. Okay, Dublin versus, well, you only get one time zone here. Australia has multiple, so I don't. About nine hours, it looks like. Maybe potentially, potentially yeah, I mean, 10 in daylight savings. Yeah, so quite a long time in between. I mean, that's in the next episode, it kind of comes up more where like she sneaks back into Australia, which is a, a phrase you can use in this context. <laughs> sneaks back into <laughs> Australia. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she didn't t- take her passport, so t- technically it is illegal. But, oh, sorry, uh, Stu, I'd like to correct myself there. You know, I was actually looking at the, the incorrect Australian time zone. Perth is in Western Australia. Uh, there is actually seven hours between Australia and Perth, not uh, nine or ten, as I previously stated, just to be clear. I suppose that's not as bad. They do. But like, you know, she gets up yeah. in the middle of the night to to go to Australia and then like she spends the entire day there. So, like, when she gets back to Ireland, she must be absolutely fucking wrecked. She's just been up all night surfing. Well, she's jet because then she'd have to get used to a sleeping like this is another thing that I actually have written down here wouldn't she like you wouldn't be jet lagged in the sense you're traveling but you're going from so uh, there is like a seven hours ahead it's not too bad but at the same time like if you're you know if if you're to be asleep for seven hours and you go to Australia that's the morning yeah I mean I think yeah I think it said that it was seven o'clock when the the mother finds the two of them down in the basement which you know she's kind of cool with which is weird you know having a young girl in his like, room but uh, yeah. i think she says it's seven o'clock so you can imagine that it must have been midnight when she left yeah ireland so like she's gonna be wrecked because like they're kind of there surfing and doing their stuff pretty much most of the day because like let's because like i said she, she left in the evening time so like i don't know if it's a weekend because it, it could very well be because your man doesn't seem to brett doesn't need to go to school 
that day. So, well, it's Australia, Rob. You know, I mean, it, it's all surfing. That's, that's just where you learn. It's like, yeah, I'm, le- <laughs> like I'm learning to be, uh, you know, a surfer and I'm going to go down and have a few tinnies on the beach. You know what I mean? But uh, surely, would the school not notice that she's disappeared off the face of the earth for, you know, 12 hours or something like that even if it is a Saturday I presume she's not going home for the weekend yeah but if you assume that it's like she left at 12 midnight Ireland which was 7am in Australia and then 7 hours later she got back so it'd be 7 o'clock in the morning Irish time but either way she's like spending the entire like day and a half up Well, yeah because I mean that's the kind of point I was getting at like wouldn't she be jet lagged because she should if she's been up for from from like let's say she gets there at 12 o'clock if she's been got like has school that day probably get up at like eight o'clock or something like that had her classes all days relaxing went to bed whatever then goes down at 12 o'clock there spends another seven hours in australia has to go back and get up then for you know the school day or the weekend or whatever you know like i said she's awake for that thing but it's like it's a big time difference as well to, to it's it's isn't it going back across time zones like that is always more disorientating to people, I think. Well, I think it wouldn't be as bad if the sun was just still up. I think it's that kind of diurnal rhythm yeah. shit where you expect the sun to be down. But like if you're like going from sun to sun again, you might just kind of stay up and be a little bit more awake for the day. But either way, it was yeah. ridiculous. I did, however, love that in like we're talking about episode two now just i don't think we made it clear but uh the start of the episode in ireland when she leaves it's pissing rain and then she gets to australia and it's fucking amazing (laughs) it's like the the sun is shining everyone's out surfing at like seven o'clock in the morning it is beautiful and it's like that is that is just the best comparison you could make with ireland and anywhere else where it's nice weather all the time i just hear like yeah that's that's basically about right it's like yeah that's it's not like the main purpose of this it's just like ah oh, it's it's raining here i think i'll go to australia for the day ah it's bloody beautiful here as it always is <laughs> yeah but something that uh that is i suppose uniquely irish is not dressing for the yeah, weather absolutely which uh yeah you know, she's there with like a shirt and like a jumper on over it and she's just roasting the yeah, whole no, that's time about right i'd say and um, we don't exactly prepare, particularly for the warm weather. Like it gets to like 10, 12 degrees here in Ireland. You see like a bunch of lads like walking around with their tops off because, you know, <laughs> it's, it's it's tropical here. Yeah, because I think I think part of that is that our clothes are meant to keep us warm. Like Obviously, they're all meant to keep us warm, but like more so than in a place like Australia, which would be like more airy yeah. and kind of lighter clothes. So, you know, even like socks, you know, we get like thick socks to keep our feet warm wholly around, whereas over there, they're probably much lighter fabric and stuff. Yeah, I think so. So that's that's about right. And then she kind of learns how to surf, I guess. Well, she tries to and then she nearly drowns. Everyone seems a bit laxed about that. It's like, fair enough, a lifeguard is there to help her and all that. But it's just like, you want her to go back in. It's like, dude, she could have died there. Like, and what happens if she does die there? How the hell is anyone going to explain that? <laughs> Obviously, it's a it's a bit dark. Because like, <laughs> yeah. there'd be like a missing person thing in Ireland. Like they'd be like, "Oh, what's your girlfriend's name?" And he goes like, "Oh, I don't know." It's like, but how was she here? Surely her parents. Then it's just like he's gonna get done for like kidnapping or something like that. And then like the case, like they'll come out in Ireland, and then they'd be like, you know, no, I mean, like, yeah, but but Rob, I, I don't think anyone would even realize that she's from Ireland unless Brett says anything. Because it, it just what you're saying there kind of reminds me of that one, like you know, unsolved mystery. Uh, thing from Australia where they like found a guy dead like by the beach or something 
and they have no idea who he was. It was like in the 50s or something. You probably heard of it. Uh, you know, they ha- he had like a mysterious kind of um, a biblical text. It wasn't uh, Catholic, but it was yeah. some kind of culty thing, I think. But like, they, you know, they had no idea who he was. They could never figure it out. It's like, maybe he went through the portal as well. He was just Irish. Yeah. And you couldn't, you didn't have like a way of finding out if he was a missing person from Ireland in Australia. So what you're saying is, Stu, the Harold Holt, that Australian prime minister that disappeared when he was swimming, uh, he he's actually just went to Galway and was hiding there because he didn't want to be prime minister anymore. Is that what you're saying? Quite possibly. Quite right. possibly. See, that's a more interesting story than this show. It's like Harold Holt secretly <laughs> faked his own death to, to, to move to Ireland and just like, you know, work as a caretaker in an Irish, <laughs> in an Irish boarding school. Oh God. Yeah. it writes itself. Could be, could Let's be. See if I get the rights to it. Yeah, but uh, the one thing I did find interesting because clearly the first episode is kind of Irish based, and the second episode is Australian based. I don't think I've ever seen anything about shark alarms, but like, yeah, it does make sense. Oh, that that, that seems about right. Like, and, and this is also like the, the thing I kind of said earlier. Like they clearly have a larger budget because they they get like several boats, loads of people on the beach, two helicopters. It's like. They clearly spent a nice bit of money on this scene. Yeah, especially like you probably have to probably have to, you know, get a permit and everything like rent a space of the beach to do it on. Yeah, you know, it was a full on scene like because you can even see the the, like rescue boats are like waving back and forth, like trying to scare off any shark that might be close to the people. So it was was a crazy bit. True, though. Uh, Yeah, I'm sure they do about the shark alarms. Yeah, I suppose like if it's people do die of it like not as much as like no jaws is a movie not a documentary do yeah but um but, i do know, believe I, it's I, true I knew, I knew a lad who and he said he was over in italy once and he i think he said he was uh, some lads holiday and he was having a bit of crack and i think he shouted out a shark at a beach or something and then like every, every like every, get out of the water and the helicopter is turned up and you know like jeeps lads with guns were there like trying to you know, shooting into the water. He said, we got him. And then he was like, oh, good. Thank God. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I don't know how true that story is, but it just reminded me. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's just surprising that, uh, like, it, it seems like such a perfect narrative device for a, a movie or a show, but I've never seen it before. Yeah. I mean, I, I, um, I, I think you could probably use it like the boy who cried shark, you know, <laughs> instead of the boy, the yeah. cr- boy who cried wolf. But it works. Yeah, so, I mean, and it's like she hits it, and then Brett is like, "Oh no, I I actually hit it. I'll take the blame." And then she admits to it in the end, kind of. And it's yeah, they both have to do what is it, fifty hours of community service, which is yeah. basically you know just to get her back to Australia, kind of on a regular basis for the show. Really, well, if she didn't want to do it, she could just be like, "I'm just going to go back to Ireland, disable the portal." Like, how are they going to find me? Yeah, but that's got that's got to fuck up Brett because then he'll probably get in more trouble. Yeah, he'd just be like, I don't know, she's she's gone away, like, not my problem. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, one thing that I did find really funny, to, at the end of the episode, when she comes back, she sneaks into her room, Hannah does, and her roommate gets suspicious. So when she leaves to have a shower, the roommate checks her, her shoe, and there is an unholy amount of sand in her shoe. Yeah, that would not be and comfortable like, that, to walk That couldn't with. be comfortable. No. How, how did you walk around... With like two handfuls of sand stuck in your shoe. Yeah, that that seems way too much. Like, uh, you'd surely feel, oh, I got some sand on my shoe. Hang on a second, take it off, empty out the sand. Oh, yeah, all good. You know, surely you'd realize that, particularly because she was clearly in your man's house then and before she went through the portal. 
surely she would have had thought, oh, I better make sure I, I don't smell like the beach or like, you know, have sand on me. Or something not, like not even that, Rob. Just like how uncomfortable it would be. Like, you know, walking on the beach, yeah. if you get a couple of grains of sand in your it. shoe, it's annoying. Yeah. So just the amount that she had was hilarious. Yeah, that was a bit much. Obviously, it's the setup because your your Brett's your younger sister, who's a bit precocious, she's, um, uh, what's her name? Um, Meredith. I think Meredith, not not the Meredith from Grey's Anatomy, I presume. But, Clearly not. Um, no, maybe maybe one of the guys in in the in the boarding school grows up to be Mac Widow from the show. Who knows? Maybe maybe this is the Grey's. Uh, I like how I talk about Grey's Anatomy. My girlfriend immediately messages me, like just she just knows. Uh, <laughs> I'm not surprised at all. But uh, there you go. But yeah, she she's talking to Brett at the end then, and um, she's like, "Ooh, it's like they're not. She's not your girlfriend, but they are." And I've read all about this, and he's like, "Oh, she's onto the portal." And it's like oh, about love and all this, and he's like, "All right, fair enough." Yeah, it was a bit of a fake out there. Although uh, I suppose I will spoil it in my bit of research on the show. From what I could see, they do shift at some point in the show, so there's that yeah, to look sure. forward to. I mean, they're, they're setting it up that way. I, I presume, yeah, like he's of course. Get, I presume like he's going to get off with the the evil, the bad one who's like bullying her in Ireland, and then like, oh no, the that... the roommate. Apparently, she never finds out about the portal. Oh, right, fair enough. <laughs> I thought I thought they were going to be like um, that was going to be like a thing, you know, like it's. She becomes romantically interested in him and then it makes her jealous and then they realize, oh, we're not just friends. And then it kind of sparks, you know, that's generally how these things are written. Yeah, I think uh, Cormac, the uh, Robert Sheehan, he finds out about the portal, but that's it on his side. I, I really hope he, he wants to like um, do like a science science stuff with it. That's like, you know, mental to try and make money and he goes mad with it. That That's what I, I, that's what I would do. <laughs> Oh, of course it is, Rob. Because like, there's definitely but, uh, a way of like, because uh, like, so you you completed a degree in applied physics. You'd probably know. It's like, surely there's some way of like, um, uh, you you could use that with like uh, momentum or or something like that to like do a disproportionate amount of work and generate power out of it. I'm trying to think. We'll we'll have to have a a side episode of the podcast where we get into the the physics of the shows, but uh, <laughs> we'll we'll leave that here. Uh, I'll discuss it. Much... I'll discuss it later with you, Stu. But I, I, I have, I have yeah. some ideas. Let's put it that way. <laughs> That's pretty much everything I have. Is there anything else that you spotted? Like there wasn't a lot of Irishness on display in the episodes. I mean, the one thing that I'd really like to have done is like if we had friends who were from Australia who did like their own podcast and have them cross with us and do their do this from their side. I don't think I listened to any Australian. Well, I think there's one Simpsons one I, I occasionally listen to from Australia. Um, I mean, I listen to quite a few, but they're, they're yeah. quite large, and I don't think they'd be bothered with the small fry over here. Well, we'll just, we'll just end up getting like I don't know, like Jim Jeffries or like Robert Irwin on the show, you know, <laughs> just because it's like, oh yeah, I love, oh, yeah, I love that. that show. That's gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like so, Bob. I can call you Bob, can't I? Oh, of course again, Rob. It's like, what's it like tackling an alligator to the ground? Is that is that is that fun? Uh, what's it have to do with Irish culture? Irish culture. <laughs> uh, we, we very big badgers over here. We need it. Uh, we need to know. He's ever. It's like never been to Carlo. Have you full of alligators? <laughs> no, I think that was about it. Just that um, Australia is presented in the two episodes we've seen as substantially nicer than Galway, which is I, I like Galway. It's no a surprise, yeah. County, but fair enough. Um, it, it's kind of like how can you make Ireland look good compared to like um 
very sunny Australia in that regard. I mean, you can. There's there's nice places in Ireland. I'm not a fan of sun holidays myself, to be perfectly honest. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I suppose maybe the show stopped because it's like, wow, Ireland really looks shit com- in comparison to Perth. But oh, well. I mean, it was probably out. more just the expense of having to film half a season in Ireland and then the other half in a different country. I think is what they did was like, obviously there, there were like two things, but I suppose you have to have the, the, the two actors. Yeah, you have to have whoever goes through the portal. And, yeah. So you'd, you'd film like half of an episode in one country and half an episode in another and then have to edit everything together. I mean, you could surely, you know, the, the cheaper way of doing that is just like only have, you know, barring the, the few bits where like you, you like you have to do all the episodes where they're together in like Australia or Ireland together. And then the rest of us just like, oh, what's that, Brett? You got into the other room. I'll just talk to you through the door. And it kind of cuts back and, you know, that type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think even Irish kids in 2004 would have been wise to that and that would have caused its cancellation. But uh, I must say, <laughs> I, I actually quite enjoyed these episodes. I'm going to give it a crack of gold. I mean, it was silly and a bit funny uh you know as i said there wasn't a lot of irishness on display but i enjoyed what was there and it's always it's just it's such a a strange concept for a show that it just kind of works in a weird way yeah i'd probably go crack of gold as well i actually enjoyed this more than i thought i would uh it's you know it's a short bit of fun you know what i mean it's 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 held up reasonably well like it's still relatable even after um you know jesus was it 17 years now um yeah which is crazy to think that's 2004 it's like oh no that that can't that's only like 10 years ago right um at the most but um yeah no it, it, it's uh i i enjoyed it it the, the acting was surprisingly good uh hannah lynn styles playing hannah did a very good job i thought um it's believable in the interactions that they have with people generally um yeah it was actually very easy to watch um I, this age better than I thought it would. I, I thought, you know, it might be a bit cringy at times. But no, this was very easy to watch. Um, I like the idea as well of the portal. I think you can you can do a lot with it in terms of telling stories and things like that, despite the um, the issues I've had. But, you know, hopefully they'll, they'll like do a, a, a where, where are they 20 years from now, seasons do, and it'll be like, you know, they'll be able to dial it to other places and then you can do the, the real, the real interesting stories. Uh, funnily enough, I think there is a uh, just a like Joe.ie or one of those places did a kind of where are they now in like 2017 right. for the, the main cast. But that's about all we have. So we're living in the golden age of Irish telly, Rob. I must tell you that now in terms of other countries making stuff about us and also us making stuff about ourselves, because we have two things which could have been for next week's episode. But you, I know you're a bit busy, but... The thing that I was hoping we'd do, which we'll get to eventually, is from our good friends at the Hallmark Channel. Oh, dear. The great patrons who brought us... Chasing Leprechauns. uh, Chasing Leprechauns. You know, they have a new one called As Luck Would Have It. Oh, it sounds good. Which is apparently a very similar movie. I think it is an American person coming over here to, like, build a factory or a shop or something. So it's the same movie. (laughs) Similar at the very least. But I know you're a bit busy, so watching a full movie isn't know, something you can do. I'll, I'll squeeze it in there if we have to. I, I, I'm on How, a, however, <laughs> there is a comedy TV series that just came out called Frank of Ireland. I watched it um, on and Thursday, I think we might actually. Watch... Oh, you watched it on Thursday? Yeah. I think we might do the first episode of that or even, you know, I might watch the whole thing 
since I think it's only six episodes. Yeah. Um, uh, so, you know. Yeah. No, it was on after Taskmaster, which I watch every week with my girlfriend. Well, remotely, because we, we live apart now. But, um, you know, and she was like, do you want to give it a, a run? Because um, one of the podcasts that myself and Chloe do listen to is the Off Menu one with James Acaster and Ed Gamble. You know, the, you get a celebrity. Oh, yeah, they yeah. get a celebrity and like kind of do what's their dream kind of starter main course and dessert. And they had Donald Gleason on it. And he was actually promoting um, Frank of Ireland because like his brother Brian is the main is the main character in it. And, you know, he was talking about a bunch of other things as well. I, I think it was uh, it was actually really sweet, Stu. He was um, it said to him at one point, like, OK, you can have like three people uh, to to attend uh, dinner with you, like one person, you know, one person from your family. And they said, like, one one person, you know, like an actor and then one person you haven't met. Because like they were thinking, oh, he'd pick like his father or one of his brothers. But he's like, oh, just after like writing and starring in the show, my my brother, I'd be kind of sick of seeing him for a while. And he's like, can I bring back my two? <laughs> he goes, can I bring back my two nanas who who are both dead? And then they were like, oh yeah, of course you can. That's really sweet. And then he was like, uh, I'll bring Bill Nye on. I think he'd get on very well with my two nanas. And it's just like it was like a really kind of sweet, touching moment. <laughs> And then he's talking about uh, he wanted to have a tato sandwich as a, as his bread for along with his starter stew, and I'm like, this guy gets it. Like he was talking about like super quin batch loaf, like it's you should you should have a listen to it, Stu. It's the most Irish one there. Like they've had like Darrow Brian and Ashling B on before, but he out Irish all of them. It was it was great, definitely worth watch. So we'll do that for next week anyway. As many episodes as you you feel you can do, I'll try to get it all done anyway. I know it's fine. Just to kind of say to be, I am. Yeah, it seems like every every couple of weeks goes. Yeah, I'm very busy with college at the moment, but that's just the nature. <laughs> Unfortunately, that is just the nature of it. Like working full time and doing. Um, He's got COVID again. I don't have COVID again. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I can't get it for another while. But um, no, working full time and work is very busy at the moment for me. And doing this in kind of the evenings and downtime, it's taking. It, you know, I'm doing like forty hours a week in work, and then on top of that, it's like. I don't know, 10 hours, 12 hours of college on top of that. And then I need to sleep at some point. So, you know, it, it's a, it's a bit intense. So I've got projects due and I've got a presentation next Saturday and a couple of weeks after that. So hopefully about the end of May, start of June, I'll be free for a little bit, which will be lovely. But until then, it's it's going to be quite intense. But sure, we'll get through it, Stu, won't we? As we always do. Oh, yeah. Sleep is for the week, Rob. Absolutely, it is. So thanks very much for listening anyway, guys. I hope you've enjoyed this. If you can, if you're interested in the show, it look, it's up on YouTube. I think there's there's no harm in us saying that. Uh, give it a watch. Yeah. It's actually not bad. It's actually very easy to watch. It's, it's very enjoyable. Um, If you have anything else you'd like to recommend to us, if your country has done like an Irish um show like this, by all means, give us a shout. We're aware of the a few Japanese and South Korean ones as well. But if there's one that we're not aware of, yeah, let us know. Be very intrigued. You can reach us on Twitter at BlarneyPod. You also email us at talkingblarneypod at gmail.com. So for me, it is goodbye. Sloan, and we'll see you next week. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.